Hey, what's happening, everybody? You're listening to another episode of the Super Mercado Brothers Video Game Music Podcast. What's going on, everyone? Once again, this is the podcast where we share and discuss the very best in video game music. Thanks a lot for joining us today. My name is Carl Brueggemann. And I'm Will Brueggemann. It's high time we've gotten to this topic. You know, we've gotten a lot of requests to do an episode on the music of the Sega Master System and the Sega Game Gear. And the reason why we're doing that today and uh, lumping those both together is because funny enough they actually have the same sound chip and they actually uh, share a lot of the share same a lot titles. of games yeah, yeah a lot of games came out for the master system and the game gear so another way you could call today's episode is Sega 8-bit music yeah that's what we're doing today and it's a long time coming I would say that the master system and game gear particularly the maybe the master system because I think there were probably more games that came out for it um, is definitely a console that we've I guess overlooked on this podcast when you think about how many NES SNES Genesis tracks we played we definitely have not played very much master system music at all so in one sense it's very exciting today because we get to play some music for the first time uh, but some of the most classic and honestly some of the best tracks um, today we have played before so there are going to be some things that you guys will remember even if you're just a fan of this podcast but I think there's some of you out there that this system is every bit as nostalgic as maybe the NES is for us or the SNES. I mean, there's a lot of people that grew up with these Sega 8-bit platforms. Yeah. Once again, I want to thank all of you guys for all of your wonderful suggestions and helping us uh, put together the playlist. Yeah. I, I want to give a shout out particularly to Simon. Yeah, he was Simon, a very big so help. awesome. He gave us like eight or nine mm-hmm. different track suggestions. So yeah, so thank thanks everyone much, for your help. So this is going to be really fun. So we're going to be focused on the music of the Sega Master System and something the Sega that's Game kinda, Gear. Something that's kind of cool, you know, like when you look at the NES to the Game Boy, the Game Boy is clearly more limited from mm-hmm. like every aspect. Um, well, with the sound, they do have that additional channel, but the graphics, you know, it's black and white. It just can't do what the NES can do. Yeah. But what's crazy is the Master System already was more uh, powerful mm-hmm. than the Nintendo. And so to have a handheld console that can rival the Game Boy and the handheld console is like on par with that's the so system impressive. that's better than the NES. And this is, think about when it came out. I mean, when did the Game Gear come out? Like late 80s, early 90s? Like yeah. that's just blows and my mind. And it was color, which was that's a crazy. Big deal yeah. So one thing I do want to say about this music is we didn't grow up with either of these two systems. So, I mean, obviously we knew some of the classics, but there was a lot of stuff that we didn't know. So it was fun to go through this stuff. And both of us this past week and a half, we listened to so much Sega 8-bit music. I feel yeah. like at this point, I have, I'm have i so versed in, in that kind of tradition. And one thing I'll say is, this is going to be a great playlist. It's going to be a fun episode, but Compared to the NES, it's slim pickings for like super great music. Yeah, I will and the say. same goes with games. You know, that's why the Master yeah. System didn't do too well. You there's know? cool it, stuff. It was more powerful, but it just didn't have. Yeah, I mean, those there's definitely enough stuff to fill up a good playlist on mm-hmm. an episode. But I mean, I feel like we could have. 20 episodes on great NES music and it'd be I mean, so easy. We wouldn't even want to have a topic of great NES music because so much, so much of the music that we play So on the for podcast me personally, either. I would say that the Game Gear Master System falls under the category similar to like the TG-16. There's some really cool stuff, some hidden gems, but in general, not a, not as many great games with as many great soundtracks. Um, what's cool today is we're going to be featuring a surprisingly few number of composers. There's some absolutely heavy hitters today that you're going to hear their names over and over again that just did some of the best work on these systems. So let's get into it here, folks. Um, I would say the biggest superstar in the Master System and Game Gear is 
Hiroshi Kawaguchi. Yep. He's also known as Hiroshi Meiouchi, and also Hiro is one of uh, his nicknames. He is just an absolute legend. What you guys heard playing in with was from Fantasy Zone. That was one of his soundtracks. The track was Plaleaf. We're going to play a bunch of his music. We're actually going to start things off with another track from Hiroshi Kawaguchi. Now, from... is this uh, the same Fantasy Zone as Super Fantasy Zone? Yes, it's the, the same series. So oh, a lot great. of that music comes from this original game. Same composer, Kawaguchi? Uh, yeah, Kawaguchi. I mean, they used a lot of his themes. There were, right. there were later composers like, like Kanaoke oh, Kadaka yeah, I remember that, that no. did new stuff, but they did reuse a lot of this yeah, stuff. Yeah, he's credited on the mm-hmm. VGM file because they use his right. music, right? Yeah, so now we're going to move on to maybe the most famous and classic and well-loved game on the Master System. Definitely one of the most. This is Space Harrier. Nice. And this was originally an arcade game. Both versions obviously composed by Hiroshi Kawaguchi. We're going to play the main BGM. For anyone who grew up with the Master System, this is going to be pretty nostalgic. Here we go. to the main BGM from the game Space Harrier composed by the wonderful Hiroshi Kawaguchi. This came out for the Master System. Uh, We're going to be playing Master System and Game Gear tracks today, and we're going to be playing some tracks that came out for both systems. One thing I want to say about this track is it really feels like Sonic to me. Some of the chord progressions like are very similar to um, some later Sonic tracks. It really feels like it would fit at home in that world. But it, I guess it, you know, in a larger sense, it sounds like great Sega music. And when we listened to all this music, we definitely came home with a, a feeling of like, okay, I think I know there's some traditions that you're going to hear today in these 8-bit Sega tracks, and it's definitely composers doing some different things than, you know, some of the Nintendo composers. One thing I kind of wanted to say, we both noticed this, and you guys will hear this today, is we're not quite sure, we don't have a lot of knowledge of, of, you know, this PSG sound chip that was used on these platforms, but I get the sense that it must have been harder or more limiting to compose on this than something like the NES, because there's just a lot less innovative, like, variety in different kind of tones and sounds here. There's just a lot of similar kind of by-the-books default tones that you hear yeah. on these tracks. So I don't know if it was just harder to do like instrument switching or if they even could because it really feels a lot more primitive on a technical level than the NES, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, I know that the PSG chips are quite different from the way that the NES mm-hmm. 8-bit sound chip 
works uh but i think also just because there's so many great games for the nes it had such a long life cycle you had those pioneering uh technicians early in the day figure it out so there's this long legacy of people figuring out how to use the nes for great effects and i think in general it was probably pushed harder than the master system was i think the master system had better technology internally Mm -hmm. but you know the nes there were so many games and everyone was developing for it so they really knew how to push the boundaries of that platform absolutely yeah so we're now going to move on to the next track that's a great song i love some of those uh, melodic motives and there's just some classic phrases in there absolutely beautiful that's that's great. So now we're going to move on to one of the other big heavy hitters. You see his name all over the place. This is Katsuhiro Hayashi. He does a lot of work with Hiroshi Kawaguchi, but this is a soundtrack he composed by himself. Really impressive. This is a game called Quartet, and we're going to play Round 1, and this came out also for the Sega Master System. Uh, let's take a listen to Round 1. Listening to round one from Quartet, and this was composed by Katsuhiro Hayashi, and this game came out for the Master System. Yeah, this is uh, <laughs> this is really fun. This is a great piece of music. This may have been one that was also suggested by Simon, but uh, yeah, this is a great combination because I think technically Hayashi is, is pushing uh, the Master System, you know, more than definitely than other tracks on this playlist. But it has a great melody, some interesting arpeggios. How about the very start of this track? The yeah, I love that. It really reminds me of the Fallen's. Yeah, it's kind of Fallen esque. But yeah, this is definitely one of the more impressive tracks I've heard researching this, and I think this is. This is one of the favorites. You know, a lot of people love this track. One thing I will say is that you're not going to hear a lot of obscure stuff. We kind of went with just the classics today um, as far as the Sega 8-bit music. But what I will say is some of the most well-loved tracks happen to be fairly obscure, you know? Right. Yeah, I think our general sort of strategy is that uh, when we're covering a topic that's very kind of well-known as far as video game music, we're probably going to try to show you some things that you haven't heard before. But when we're covering a topic like this that's a little bit more on the obscure side, we're probably going to try to find, you know, those tracks that really stand out that are more memorable to you. Because we always kind of want to strike a balance of uh, old and new and show you something different and something you're familiar with at the same time. Absolutely. Yeah, this is a great song. I really love those sort of delayed, arpeggiated 
lines. Something that I noticed with a lot of Master System music is that, you know, because there's not a lot of variety in instruments, the way that they can use delay and use arpeggios in an interesting way can sort of give you some color to distract you a little bit. All right, well, now it's going to move on to a Game Gear track. Now, this is from a game, GG Shinobi. Now, GG obviously stands for Game Gear. There's a lot of soundtracks and games called GG something or something gear. Uh, this is GG Shinobi composed by the wonderful Yuzo Koshiro. And thank God for Yuzo Koshiro. Really, it was a breath of fresh air for me preparing this playlist because when all of his music for the Sega 8-bit stuff is just so confident and he's able to make the sound chip sound so effortless and so beautiful and really kind of do some tasteful things and the music is just so much fun. So this is Gigi Shinobi. Let's take a listen to First Step. First step from the Game Gear Shinobi. This is awesome. You know, uh, Carl was so right. Yuzo really is such a breath of fresh air on this episode. And I think the reason why he's such a master of this 8-bit music is because there is a difference when you're sort of porting arcade music, which is what a lot of Master System games were, uh, when you're sort of porting arcade music and kind of stripping it down to when you can use your imagination to create anything with these tools. And, you know, Yuzo is so great at writing these busy, playful parts. You know, what's great about this song is what's great about a lot of 8-bit music music right you know it it has those sort of busy playful quirky colors that sort of distract you from the limited nature of yeah, the hardware and you're just true. having fun with the composition that's a very good point but yeah no man Yuzo Koshiro so confident here and and a lot of Castlevania influence you get in this track it's so great that later on in his career you know Yuzo Koshiro worked in the Castlevania series you know on the DS he did some work and all of his music early on has so much Castlevania influence I think it just comes from the classical nature of it but what a fun track you know i had to whittle down i love gg shinobi so much and there was two of these games so there's actually a lot of great tracks i wasn't able to play which is interesting so now we're going to move on now this is cool now some of you guys might know this but the the master system the japanese version of the master system actually had this expansion port where it was possible to have an fm sound chip which was called the ym2413 i'm pretty sure it was slightly more limited than the genesis sound fm sound chip but yeah in order to spice up today's playlist we're going to play some fm tracks which is cool now a lot of these games came out with two different versions so there's the psg version of the soundtrack and the fm version we're going to well, start this off is legit because this was for you know the master yeah, system this so. is this is legit so this came out this game came out for both platforms the game gear and master system it's wonder boy 3 the dragon's trap composed by shinichi sakimoto let's play the danger zone fm here we go
You're listening to The Danger Zone from Wonder Boy 3, composed by Shinichi Sakimoto. This is the FM version. Wow. You know, both of us were just, we couldn't help but dance to this track. Will was, was grooving. One thing I got to warn Will, you have to be careful. This is called The Danger Zone. Uh-oh. So, you know. Wonder Boy. <laughs> oh, yeah, I love this. You know, it's it's very playful. And something I got to say about uh, this sort of 16-bit FM sound mm-hmm. is that it just it kind of sells those rhythms a little bit more than yeah. the Master System is able to, and I think part of that has to do with uh, there's not a lot of clear attack on the Master System. There's a lot of sort of muddy intricacies, Absolutely. so it's and, a little bit more obscure. And we don't know if they couldn't or they chose not to, but the evidence is here. In this playlist, there's almost no instrument switching. There's a lot of the same sounds over and over again. That's why the FM stuff is such a breath of fresh air, because you have different instruments. And, and it's I feel so like the biting. Com- the composers and, are taking advantage of that in making a little bit more exciting music. Yeah, there's something kind of circular about this. I really yeah. love it. It's but, great. Dip it, dip there's it, some dip jazzy dip solos dip and stuff. It's great. So now let's move on to uh, a game called Power Strike 2. This is a Master System game. This sounds like a space shooter to me from the title. I guess it could be a soccer game, couldn't it? But yeah, it could also yeah. be a bowling game. Power Strike 2, and the only crediting for the soundtrack is PSG Factory, which is kind of uh, quirky and interesting. So let's take a listen to Stage 1 from Power Strike 2. <laughs> This is great. You know, if you guys are wondering, if you're looking for technically advanced PSG music, look no further than PSG Factory. I don't know who this composer is, but that's that's so cool. You're listening to Stage 1 from Power Strike 2. This came out for the Master System. Wow, you know, you're hearing a lot of ways that this composer or composers are pushing the boundaries of Master System with Something those that I think crazy is arpeggios. interesting is in the 8 and 16-bit era, the game composers were also, you know, the sound designers. They were responsible yep. for all the sound in the game. And uh, I think their abilities and their time spent on working on sound effects, especially in this case for PSG Factory, uh, (laughs) they were using some of the techniques that we hear in sound effects a lot of times, like those quick sort of arpeggios that sound more like a a punchy kind of sound effect than Mm -hmm. they do um, necessarily a musical one. But what's great is uh, that arpeggiator using a really fast sequence uh, can be both economical because it outlines a chord sequence without having to use more than one channel. But also in this case, it does interesting things to accent the meter because it's not just it's just very kind of busy and there's a lot of syncopation involved. Awesome. So now let's move on to Shinobi. Now this is the first game in the series. I think it originally came out for the arcade, but it was also ported to the Sega Master System. So yeah, very classic for Master System owners. This was composed by Yasuhiro Kawakami. You know, Yuzo Koshiro did, you know, the GG Shinobi games and some later Shinobi games for the uh, the Genesis, but this very first one was a different composer. We're going to play bonus stage. Here we go.
This is a groovy track. You're listening to Bonus Stage from Shinobi, composed by Yasuhiro Kawakami. And this came out for the Master System, originally arcade. We've played the arcade version of this track before, um, which I think is better. But this one is, is still, you know, it still comes across. You still understand what the composer was going for. And in some ways, it's kind of impressive that he was able to convey that with, you know, less channels. Absolutely. This I one's love a quirky of combination that, of the Eastern influence, harmony. but the Western kind of funk influence almost. Yeah, it's great. We love when uh, the combination of the East meets West. But yeah, I love the pentatonic harmony, and it is so darn funky. I think one of the reasons for that sort of pentatonic uh, Japanese folk music sound is uh, Shinobi is a ninja game. Yeah. So I think it is trying to conjure up some of those... Uh, traditional Japanese musical elements as well as just sort of the sense of fun that was brought to it by someone like Yuzo Koshiro. Absolutely. So now it's time to move on to another classic series composed by, of course, Hiroshi Kawaguchi. Oh man, he just did some of the most classic work. This is a Master System game called Alex Kidd, The Lost Stars. And we're going to play the FM version. Let's play a track called Machine World FM composed by Hiroshi Kawaguchi. Here we go. fun very jazzy you're listening to machine world fm version from alex kidd the lost stars composed by the legendary hiroshi kawaguchi this came out for the master system and yeah i mean i listened to the psg version and it just doesn't hold a candle i get the sense that this was composed with this sound chip in mind because you just you hear so much more like specific kind of personality in his writing in this right. whole soundtrack we're gonna play another track later on from the same soundtrack guys but so good yeah, I find it difficult when you're using very simple 8-bit, you know, sound waves yeah. uh, to convey sort of a more lush sense of harmony. Especially, it's very hard to sell, you know, multiple instruments. Especially because, you know, some of those frequencies are clashing and you get some of that uh, dissonance and cancellation. Yeah, which, which just isn't as pretty, which is why it's great to have uh, something like this where you get more precision with the attacks and a uh, load of different timbres. Yeah. Cool. Let's move on to a Game Gear game. This is Fantasy Zone Gear, composed by Yoko Wada. Another Fantasy Zone game. Another Fantasy Zone game. Great soundtrack. Let's take a listen to Water Stage. This one is cool because I get the sense that with these 8-bit PSG instruments, uh, this composer is trying to convey the sound of steel drums. So keep that in mind as you listen to Water Stage. Thank you. 
listening to Water Stage from Fantasy Zone Gear, composed by Yoko Wada. And yeah, obviously it came out for the Game Gear. So much fun. You know, when we listened to all these Fantasy Zone tracks for the Game Gear and the Master System, I started to realize how much I love Fantasy Zone, this whole yeah. series. I love the music. It's, it's so influential so to Sonic. Yeah. This came before a lot of the Sonic music. It's just so much fun, all this Fantasy Zone stuff. And this is a creative way of using the sound chip, you know. Anytime you can kind of evoke that, you know, we talk about the human touch, but anytime you can evoke the sound of another instrument, mm -hmm. that's really tough to do if you can't get, like, the timbres. But, you know, she totally captures the style in which people play steel drums, the just those kind of rolls. It's, yeah. it's really wonderful. It's killer. And it, it definitely fits for, you know, a water level where it's trying to go for this sort of aquatic, tropical sound. It's very yeah, and effective. And it helps, you know, spice things up and not get uh, lost in kind of the muddiness that happens with a lot of Master System music. And I think there is some adapted Kawaguchi tracks in this game, but I'm pretty sure that, you know, the new music was composed by Yoko Wada. And, you know, that composer did a great job of, you know keeping it cohesive with, with the world that was already established by Hiroshi Kawaguchi. So now, luckily, we're going to move on to, for me, I just, I can't get enough. We're going to move on to another Yuzo Koshiro track. For the Game Gear, this is Gigi Shinobi 2. And uh, we're going to play two tracks today from this soundtrack. Later on, we'll play another. But let's start things off with Castle 2. Here we go. <laughs> about Kishiro's 8-bit writing is so effortless and natural. You just it, it doesn't even seem like he's trying here because you do hear a lot of these compositional devices used over and over again, but it works every time, and it's just so much fun to listen to. This is Castle 2 from Gigi Shinobi 2, composed by Yuzo Kishiro. So much classical influence, probably more than anything we've heard so far. Uh, one thing that's so cool is it has a deceptively short form. It's probably only about 20 seconds or so. But when you come back to the intro, it feels like it's like repeating it. We've talked about this before. Where it feels like it's repeating it, but it's actually looped. And another thing that's so great about the Sega 8-bit music is the noise is so signature. It doesn't sound like NES noise. It has The Sega noise channel for percussion is very interesting and unique. Oh, I think it's also uh, the way in which they use it, because oftentimes when you're making noise drums, the way it works is there's you know specific frequencies for the noise but the sound of the drum or whatever mm -hmm. really has to do with the length of the attack and how the decay happens so uh, if it's just noise and then it cuts off sometimes that'll sound a little bit like a hi-hat mm -hmm. but if you want it to sound a little bit like a t Mm -hmm. more of like a tinny kind of thing with a fade then you have to you know adjust the volume in that yeah. way and i find a lot of these sega composers really do the latter they really like that kind of fading yeah. metal drum sound but it is so interesting and so the more we get versed in music it's kind of cool to hear the difference i think the average person you know who doesn't have a lot of knowledge of, or listens to video game music they would not be able to tell the difference nes game gear you know ZX Spectrum, it'd probably all sound the same. It's noise, whatever. Mm -hmm. But it's inter interesting that we can hear the subtle differences in the Sega noise channel, the NES noise. There are subtle differences, and it's cool to hear those differences, uh -huh. you know? 
Yeah, absolutely. It's funny, yeah, because we talk about these sort of digital art forms, but they have so much soul and they have so much personality um, in and of themselves where it's sort of like their own fingerprints are all over the music. In general, I loved this track. I really thought it had a good melody, good use of vibrato, and a great use of having a melody and a counter melody fit on top of one another. And it, it didn't... Uh, sort of distract me the all the levels were good and it was just Mm -hmm. composed in a very elegant and natural way smooth voice leading great stuff well now we're going to move on to another fm track this is from afterburner this is a soundtrack that will had the pleasure of listening to and hey guess what it was composed by hiroshi kawaguchi (laughs) Mm -hmm. and this we're gonna do the fm version yeah the fm version uh so let's play a track called final takeoff this came out for the master system here we go Visit. This is the final takeoff composed by Kawaguchi from perhaps one of the most classic Master System games, Afterburner. So good. Now, uh, much like, you know, Life Force or Gradius, I feel like this music is also capturing the spirit of what it is to fly. You know, That's Afterburner a good is in a plane. It's a different perspective and more kind of advanced than those games, but especially when it goes into that halftime feel yeah. with the drums, that really has this sort of soaring and floating quality to it, which really evokes, you know, connotations in my head of, you know, flying and soaring through the air. You know, I think really the reason why here. some of the FM versions sound so intentional is because a lot of these games this may be included was this an arcade game too yeah there you go the arcade games had a yamaha fm chip so it makes total sense why this version of the master system port it's, sounds yeah, better it's closer, it's to, the closer to the arcade so yeah, yeah in general i also i love the sort of uh the journey that this track starts off it starts off yes. a little bit more dissonant and kind of cool and it sounds you know like the engines purring and, guess what? and it's humming and that's then it goes and explodes and now it's flying it's great. that's more akin to arcade music mm-hmm. not having a short loop one thing that i was so blown away with today with game gear match system very very short loop music 30 seconds, 25 seconds, shorter than a lot of NES stuff. But these games that came from the arcade world, these are going to be longer songs, you know, because it's based on having that full experience. So now we're going to move on to a game called Galaxy Force. And this was composed by Katsuhiro Hayashi, one of the other legends. A lot of Force games, you know, Shining (laughs) Force and Mighty Switch Force, Galaxy Force. This is Katsuhiro Hayashi. This came out, or was probably, you know, arcade ported to the Master System. Galaxy Force, let's play Alone Fighter, also an FM version. Here we go.
You're listening to Alone Fighter. This is the FM version from Galaxy Force. Wow, this is definitely arcade music. Even if I didn't know, I definitely 100% this is an arcade game. It's so arcadey. You're listening to a uh, track composed by Katsuhiro Hayashi, which was ported to the Master System, obviously. Sorry about the really loud hi-hat in this track. <laughs> the mixing is way off. You know, there's a couple, need different, more hi-hat. couple different formats for Master System and Game Gear music. You have VGM format. You have uh, SGC, you have KSS. There's a lot of different ways we could download this music. And depending on the player, um, they're going to have different mixes. And the FM stuff, some of the mixing was quite quite off, I noticed. But cool track. Very jazzy, huh? Yeah, I really like it. I like sort of the nature of all the different parts. Um, I loved... The, um, game, game. Yeah, yo, Hayashi also did Galaxy lines. Force 2. He had a great track that we played in our Arcade Games 2 episode from Galaxy Force 2. It was incredibly jazzy. Uh, I think like Beyond the Galaxy or something like that. You're Very like the cool. trivia nerd for our own show. I love it. You always remember uh, what... Yeah episodes i have a terrible memory for stuff like that that is i have a memory for like facts and information but when it comes yeah. to like numbers I have a bad... and association i'm bad at that's that. that's interesting okay now this is cool we're gonna move on to ease ease one this was ported to the master system and you know obviously originally it came out for the pc88 but as far as you know trying to find some of the best music for the master system this is one of the best soundtracks absolutely nice. so we have to play it this is composed of course by yuzo kashiro miko ishikawa this track is a yuzo kashiro track and the reason why we chose this particular track is i feel like this one is conveyed maybe the best for the master system a lot of the tracks sound pretty crappy on this master system version like palace for example there's oh, a lot of right, these, they right. just don't come across very well but this is one that sounds pretty good cool so this is the morning grow from ease Listening to the Morning Grow from Ease, composed by Yuzo Koshiro, and this is the Master System port. It's crazy how classic the Ease music has become to me. I never to really thought too, it yeah. would get to that point because it still feels kind of new as far as me discovering it. But I mean, those melodies are wonderful. Wasn't it kind of a trip? Because obviously we know and love this track from the PC88 version. Isn't it kind of interesting to hear this version of it? It's weird to hear. Like, well, it's sort of a popular thing nowadays. These sort of they call them D makes, where yeah. you have to kind of like remake something with like a mm-hmm. a, a crappier hardware, which is or cool to hear. style. Uh, it, that's kind of popular now, and so it's it's weird to hear something that I'm familiar uh, sounding. Much That's a better long here. Note. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Yuzo. I I love the na 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 na. Yeah, that reminds you of. It something. really reminds me of Coldplay. 
<laughs> I'm pretty beautiful. sure Yuzokushiro ripped off, ripped off Coldplay, right? In 1987. <laughs> okay, so now we're going to move on to a really cool game. This is Legend of Illusion starring Mickey Mouse. This came out for both the Game Gear and the Master System. And the composers are Yayoi, Yayoi Fujimori, Kayako Maeda, and Kamiya Studio. I don't know if Kamiya Studio is, you know, just the name that makes up all those composers, but those are the credits here. And we're going to play a track called Castle Duckingham. This is cool. Here we go. Listening to Castle Duckingham from Legend of Illusion, starring Mickey Mouse, composed <laughs> by composed by Camilla Studio. Sounds like it would be a Ducktales <laughs> track. Yeah. Castle Duckingham. Yeah, there's a lot of um, really uh, kind of playful car- cartoon games that came out. There's a lot of Donald Duck games for the right. Master System, for example. A lot of those ones I listened to and were pretty good, but I actually did a nerdy um, Excel spreadsheet of ratings once again this week to whittle down, and some of those didn't quite yeah, make the cut. Yeah, we love doing those Excel it's spreadsheets. It's really the best That's way to do it, because what we do is we rate what we think out of 10 every track gets. So maybe I'm listening to a Donald Duck track, and I was like, okay, I'll give this a 7.7, and maybe, you know... The, the playlist ends up being everything at the bottom, you know, everything down to maybe 7.9 at the lowest, so then that track wouldn't make the playlist. So. It's kind of sad and cold and I, <laughs> the opposite the best of what's way, great about music. It's the best way to do it, though. When it comes to making a playlist every week, sometimes yeah. you got to do that stuff. So here we go. We're going to now play another Fantasy Zone game. This is Fantasy Zone The Maze, which came out for the Master System and composed by, of course, Hiroshi Kawaguchi, as well as Katsuhiro Hayashi joined him. These probably the two most legendary 8-bit Sega composers. Let's play a track called Ladoon. beautiful slightly melancholy melody you're listening to this is ladoon from fantasy zone the maze great ladoon ladoon yeah uh uh sort of the melody in the beginning reminded me of something out of uh, viva pinata but yeah this is huh. recognize this from super fantasy zone yeah so much of that music i didn't realize was taken from the original fantasy zone there's games. some great stuff in that soundtrack it's just like i still a think it's the best fun. version and it's yeah. just it sounds better on oh, the when FM. you listen to the super fantasy like it just puts you in a good mood like yeah. it's so incredibly happy and yes. it's not even being subtle about it it's just I fantastic and it's cool to hear this is kind of where, where a lot of those melodies came from. Well, so, I like some of those sort of Latin elements that ding, 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 yep. ding. You know, 
it's it's a lot of fun when they sort of capture elements of a genre with this limited hardware. That's one of my favorite things about video game music because yeah. it's almost like it's like a comedic way to like laugh at yourself. You know, we do all these different cliches in music, and when you hear it done in almost like a childlike way, yeah, it's a way of making you realize something that you didn't even know this was a convention until you heard it like this. <laughs> That's interesting. So now, folks, uh, we have to move on to maybe the very biggest game ever to come out for the Master System. Definitely one of the biggest games. This is Sonic the Hedgehog. This game came out for the Genesis, and that was where it was really made famous with you know the music of Masato Nakamura. But Yuzo Koshiro was charged with the task of composing or working on the, the 8-bit version of Sonic. Now, there were some tracks There's like... There's a lot of 8-bit Sonic games. Yeah, there were some tracks like Green Hill Zone that Yuzo Koshiro you know, stripped down and did an arrangement on the Game Gear in Master System. But they're, the rest of the, most of the tracks are actually new compositions by Yuzo well, Koshiro. And there's a lot of games also for like the Game Gear that are based off of like, there's a game called like Sonic Blast, which yeah. is a lot like Sonic 3 There's a lot Blast of games, and Sonic and like Tails. There's a lot of games. Uh, this is the only Sonic game that made the cut today. I listened to Sonic the Hedgehog 2. I know you guys out there, some of you really like Sonic 2 for the 8-bit versions, but it didn't quite make the cut. I wanted to play Sky High Zone. Maybe I'll play that in a future show and tell. It's cool, but I think it just narrowly avoided today's playlist. So let's take a listen to one of the most classic themes on the Master System. This is Bridge Zone, composed by Yuzo Koshiro. listening to Bridge Zone from Sonic the Hedgehog. This came out for the Master System and the Game Gear, composed by Yuzo Koshiro. And yeah, Will was saying that this track may be the only track in this game where he's really nailing Sonic as far as, you know, the Sonic tradition that's established by Masato Nakamura and continued by those other Genesis composers. Now, right. what about this track do you think nails the Sonic well, feel? Well, to me, it's that it's all about the da 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 it's, it's nostalgic and melancholy. It's very fun, and it has that sort of cheesy '90s TV show. It sounds like Full House. Song That's why. To it. Everywhere you look. Wow. You look. I wasn't even thinking about that, but <laughs> it, it like does. Full House. But yeah, it has sort of like a cheesier, you know, '90s <laughs> quality. It's funny to that it. you said that subconsciously. I wasn't even thinking it. about that. I I knew it sounded familiar, but yeah, I mean, I think that that's really important because you know a lot of the Sonic music plays on sort of similar emotions and i think there's often this conception that like sonic music is really cool which it might be a little bit but to me sonic it's music really is poppy. more about the whimsical nature of the music speaking of 90s pop music i'm pretty sure janet jackson unofficially sampled some of the melodic qualities of this song in one of her songs i think i mentioned <laughs> that a long time ago cool now we're going to move on to this week's track of the week <laughs> Yeah, this is so cool. We're going to play a track from a Game Gear game, Shining Force Gaiden. Now, do you guys remember in our Shining Force episode, Motowaki Takanochi did some absolutely excellent work on three Game Gear soundtracks in the Shining Force series. And it's not surprising why this is the track of the week. I think Takanochi 
did the best job of using this very limited 8-bit hardware to make something so sophisticated, almost just as sophisticated as his Genesis stuff. This track really sounds like film score to me. It sounds like John Williams. There's some really cool things happening. So please enjoy Aboard the Ship from Shining Force Gaiden, composed by Motowaki Takanuchi. This is so cool. This piece um, is definitely the, one of the most sophisticated Sega Game Gear tracks I've ever heard. In this series, um, it's the only series I can think of on the Game Gear that is going for a film score sound, and it nails it. It does a great job. It doesn't feel limiting here totally. because you're being distracted by the great uh, imagine of music. This is Aboard the Ship from Shining Force Gaiden. Yeah, it's so incredible. I've never heard anything like this yeah. on an 8-bit platform. It blows me away. We yeah, especially this chord, the dun 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 dun. It's the major so seconds. dense. Yeah, it's, it's very like a dense, uh, closed voice chord, and, and then just that line moving on top know, of it, almost as a pedal. Technically, thing. it's not dense because there's only three channels, but your imagination is filling in all the notes that you would hear. Well, if it was yeah, an yeah. I mean, more like harmonically, it's kind of dense. Yeah, there's okay, some yes. dissonance there that it's not. And I think part of it is it's putting the dissonance before extending the chord. You sure, know, it's putting it's rather than giving you the third and the fifth it's giving you the second like because that's oh, the most important thing so but good. the melody is covering it and then like you said the illusion is you know picturing these sort of string ostinatos playing this very yeah, thick I chord mean, takanoshi he's a master okay now it's time to move on to a game called zillion this came out for the master system i think this is another um track that simon suggested this is called inside planet and this game is composed by takahiko owabo here we go <laughs> That's a great shuffle feel there. It's so effective. You're listening to Inside Planet from Zillion for the Master System, composed by Takahiko Owabo. It's good. There's not a lot I really have to say about this track. It kind of speaks for itself. It's 
It's effective Sega 8-bit music. Yeah, it's funny. It's a shuffle, but it also sort of has like a swung feel mm -hmm. to it. Sure. Yeah, it's great. A lot of classic video game music has this sort of shuffle sound. I mean, to sh it. shuffle is kind of a swung feel. It's just kind of adding a little bit more subdivision than you'd get on like a ride, like a swing pattern. It's just kind right. of adding a little bit more um, eighth note subdivision. But yeah, this part is probably the best part, I would say, musically. It's a little bit more interesting than the, the first section. Well, this is actually a point where I think it's an advantage to have sort of the blurred sounds. You think of so? Obscuring the melody and that little arpeggio. I think it's there nice. There is an advantage to that with the glue. You know, it kind of ties everything together. Well, and it allows sort of entrances for parts to not stick out and feel as awkward. Yeah. Okay. So now let's uh, move on to a Game Gear game. This is Axe Battler, The Legend of Golden Axe. So yeah, again, Game Gear. And this was composed by P.P. Chung. <laughs> Let's take a listen to Wilderness. pretty little piece there. You're listening to Wilderness from Axe Battler. That might be my favorite of the day. Yeah, I knew you'd like that one, Will. This is for the Game Gear, composed by P.P. Chung. And it's very beautiful, it's very simple, but it's one of the most extreme cases of kind of that slight clash in frequencies you're hearing from having the same instruments in kind of a very close harmonic uh, sequence. It, it, it's pretty, but I feel like this piece would really benefit from different instruments, you know, because there is a little bit of harmonic clash you get here, but it's a beautiful song. Oh god, I love it. I love the progression. I love it. it's so intricate and beautiful. Um everything is working together uh flawlessly. It's one of those classic examples of melody and harmony coming together for great emotional effect and something that earns a lot of points with me is that it's such a short loop, you know, it's able to express this uh, wide range of emotional territory in such a short time. It's yeah. very economic and it doesn't lose your interest. And another thing that I love is you have that drum beat on the back of it where I pick Sure, this is being sort of a melody that <laughs> yeah. the composer, you know, crafted slowly on the piano and was appreciating that's, every that's so moment funny, of Will. harmony. And here it's just doing. You know, what you said there reminded me of something else I listened to. And yeah, a lot of these Game Gear uh, and Master System tracks would have these really beautiful, lyrical, kind of romantic themes with the boots, cats, boots, cats, under everything. I love that. I listened to Aladdin for the either Game Gear or Master mm -hmm. System. Every track had a drum beat. Whole New World. I can show you the boots, cats, boots, and a dance beat underneath that's it, funny. which was cool. It's kind of cute in a way. Yeah, um, I, I, that's one of my favorite things about video game music, though, is because it's like, I think it's also exposing people to a type of more lush music, lush harmony, and great classic melody that they may be, yeah, they may be a little bit uh, trepidatious to explore because of sort of the, you know, sometimes we look at beautiful ballads and romantic themes as being kind of cheesy or, boring, or being could be. silly. Yeah, mm -hmm. or boring. And I think this is a way of making it digestible, but also exposing people to a type of music that's really just timeless and undeniable, really. Yeah. So now let's move on to the next track. We're going to, like I said, we're going to play two tracks. This is the second track from Gigi Shinobi 2. This is Canyon 1. Again, this came out for the Game Gear by Yuzo Koshiro. Here we go. 
You're listening to Canyon 1 from Gigi Shinobi 2 for the Game Gear, composed by Yuzo Koshiro. And yeah, I mean, his use of vibrato is surprisingly refreshing. There's not a lot of composers that use that really great vibrato on the Sega 8-bit stuff. So a lot of times, like, I think a good example was that Axe Battler. You had these chords that... It was very pretty chords, but these straight, piercing, pure tones that create this weird level of like harmonic Gosh, dissonance. That delayed arpeggio is so effective. It's yeah. really tasty. It has this like intentionally digital <laughs> sound. <laughs> you know, it's very digital. It sounds like R2-D2. Very confident use of this fairly limited sound chip. Awesome. Wonderful well, now we're composition. Gonna play... I love the sort of fourth harmony stuff. Oh, that's so my great. favorite. Yeah. Now we're going to play another second track. This is another track from Alex Kidd, The Lost Stars. Once again, this is the FM version. Let's play Toy World, composed by Hiroshi Kawaguchi. Here we go. Now, guys, a uh, little trivia here. What series did this remind you of? Some of those... Ling, 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 those <laughs> I love it. Like, that's a trivia. Like, it's a fact <laughs> Well, question. it's not a fact, but we just want to see if, you know, we're on the same wavelength here. We'll give you a few seconds. You're Donkey right. Kong Good job. Country. David Wise, right? Did you guys <laughs> hear that? It kind of sounded like Donkey Kong Country, right? As far as how playful and bluesy and, and American, we could hear all of is. your answers. And to those of you who got it wrong, stop listening. You're you're not allowed to listen to this podcast anymore. Someone said Shadow of the Colossus, which is so <laughs> wrong. No, uh, this is composed by Hiroshi Kawaguchi. Uh, it's another jazzy, fun piece, very similar to Machine World. You know, I loved both of these so much, and they both got high ratings, which is why they're both on the playlist today. Yeah, this is so much fun. I love listening to really fun, kind of bluesy, jazzy video game music. Again, it just has so much personality. It's so cute when it's going for a sound like this. Yeah. Well, now it's time to move on to the last track that we're going to talk about today. And this is Batman Returns for the Game Gear. And this was composed by Motohiro Kawashima, Makito Ichikawa, and luckily... Use Okashiro. <laughs> so you know it's going to be rocking and a lot of fun. This is stage one from Batman Returns. Here we go. so much guys for joining us at our look at Sega 8-bit music for the Master System and Game Gear. You know, this was a lot of fun researching. It was kind of a daunting task because we weren't very familiar with a lot of this music and we wanted to do it justice. We wanted to show some of the best 8-bit Sega music and I think that's what we did here today. Thanks again, yeah. you guys, for all of your help um, helping us whittle and helping us uh, get suggestions for 
some of uh, the tracks that we played on our wonderful playlist today. Once yeah, again, a special thanks to Simon for helping us out a lot. And I'm really happy that now I have a little bit more knowledge on classic 8-bit Sega music because what it did for me is it gave me a little bit of an appreciation that, you know, this is its own genre. This is its own tradition. You know, Nintendo has its own tradition. Sega in the 8-bit world had their own tradition. A lot of these great composers such as Kawaguchi really establish, you know, what is, you know, great 8-bit music for this system. Yeah, Another thing- wishes it would have... Uh- carried over more into the Genesis because yeah. I feel like the Genesis yep. tried to have this attitude of being cool and I think right. that's one of the reasons Sega ultimately lost is you know there's something undeniable about sweetness appealing to um, mm-hmm. all ages and, is and something I that's would never say gonna go on a away. musical level simplicity you know this mm-hmm. music is very simple simpler than NES music that's another thing um, this episode did researching it is it gave me a little bit more appreciation for NES music because mm-hmm. musically there's so much more advanced things that I hear all the time and technically i feel like just pushing the boundaries i i was like listening to that i was like man like i'm i kind of could go for an nes track you know yeah. in a way nothing against this it's just in some ways it felt a little bit more primitive didn't it yeah yeah which it, is surprising to me i wasn't expecting that yeah i definitely wasn't especially for the master system just knowing that uh as far as the visuals and the engines and everything about it it's just a plain faster machine than that yeah what do you guys think you know feel free to comment sound off do you guys think you know do you agree that maybe this music and you know it's so hard to separate nostalgia for these things you know this also to some people might sound more advanced because they're associating it with games that are way more to me it definitely feels more primitive so i'd like to know what you guys think about that so we're going to play out with another track from afterburner this is the title theme afterburner once again composed by hiroshi kawaguchi thanks a lot guys for joining us my name is carl brugman And I'm Will Brueggemann. And once again, if you want to support the show, feel free to check out our original music page where you can find all of our uh, original music. Uh, If you want to buy anything that would really help us out and it supports the show, which we really appreciate. Yeah, we'd appreciate that. And on the topic of supporting the show, one thing I just wanted to mention is, you know, if you guys are interested in supporting the show, if you really, you know, enjoy this every week, you know, we're never going to charge for this podcast. We're never going to do that. But if you are interested in making a donation, we do have a donate button via Pay. PayPal on our website if you go to the podcast page on the right banner. It's super easy, super quick. And one thing I just wanted to mention about that is we do spend money out of our own pocket to keep this podcast running. We have hosting fees that we have to pay our admin of our website. Both for um, Bandcamp and for yeah, the we website. Have, we have a special fee we have to pay every month to Bandcamp. So we do pay uh, for this podcast out of our own pocket to keep it running. So, you know, if you would be interested in contributing, we would greatly, we would just be eternally grateful to you. But either way, we're just so glad that you join us every week and we hope you have a great week. Yeah, thanks a lot, guys. Peace out. See ya.
Thank you.